to nobody who has a pulse in our time is unaware of how challenging things are inside and outside of the church. The reason I wanted to establish this channel is to really begin to address this, the, uh, what you call the, the ultimate solutions, if you will, for the problems, for the challenges. We have a, the gospel passage today, just as I'm recording this, is Jesus scourging the temple, the money changers in the temple. And it's interesting that those of us who love tradition really gravitate to this passage, but we gravitate to one part of it and not often the other. And I think uh, maybe miss the ultimate solution uh, to our challenges. And of course, the temple needed to be cleansed, and this was this was true. But Jesus, what did Jesus say that it was supposed to be? He said it was supposed to be a house of prayer. But they've made it a den of thieves. We know what a den of thieves looks like. But I wonder if we know what a house of prayer looks like. Both in terms of how we worship, though many of us uh, understand that better in terms of liturgy because the church has been so clear and beautiful historically about uh, how God draws us to worship. We don't always do it well. We, we don't always follow what has been taught, but nonetheless, we, we have clear guidance with respect to the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, clear guidance with respect to what it is to be reverent. We must only look and read and study what the church has always taught to find those things out. But where we struggle, I think, is in the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is our own hearts and minds. And what does that house of prayer look like? What is Jesus calling us to? You know, he used the whip once. <laughs> and But what did he do every day for hours and hours as recorded by the scripture? Scriptures, he prayed. He drew near to the Father. Why did he do that? He was fully God and fully man and fully capable of, of, uh, of his mission. Why, why pray so much? Why spend so much time in conversation with the Father? And the answer is manifold. Uh, manifold. One is um, because in his humanity, he needed to. It was part of what was necessary. It was part of the design of God that he and the Father were one in the way that he followed the Father and the Father's will on, on his path of redemption. Two, I think the answer is to demonstrate to us and speak to us that all things for God must begin before God on our knees. The answer is that he was showing us the way to be a part of his redemptive work in the world to, for ourselves for our own salvation to be redeemed. The disciples were constantly confused about what it meant to be 
in relationship with God, what it meant to be holy. He was constantly saying, no, it's, it's about knowing me, you know, Matthew 7.22 or the parable of the virgins. It's about this deeper connection of the heart where we come to encounter God personally. We are changed by him and the world changes around us. And so that's what this effort is about. It's what the Apostoli VA community is about. It's what the Avila Institute and the Avila Foundation is about. It's about knowing him. One of my favorite passages of scripture, of course, it's our, it's where our motto comes from, unum es necessarium, is Jesus visiting the home of Mary and Martha where he finds the good woman Martha busy and worried about many things and she gets irritated with Mary because Mary's sitting at the feet of Jesus and she complains to Jesus and Jesus says Martha you're worried about many things Martha your activism your concern about external stuff is out of place it's not primary Mary has chosen the better part and I'm not going to take that away from her. He told her one thing is necessary. He didn't say two. Though we understand we all must rise from our knees and we must work, we must fight, we must teach, we must resist false teaching, we must bind up the brokenhearted, we must encourage and exhort, we must be gentle and patient with those who are seeking to find freedom from sin and find the redemption in God. All of those things we must do, but first, we must come to know him on our knees. So I pray that this effort <clears throat> will bless you in helping you to understand what it means to do that. What does it mean to know him truly? What is contemplative prayer? What is the prayer what is the prayer that St. Alphonsus Liguri said, we can't even make it to heaven without? What is the prayer that St. Teresa of Avila and John of the Cross gave themselves to that all of these men and women who have really had a huge impact on the world and on the church knew so that their work was animated by the life of God, by the wisdom of God, by the insights of God. So may this effort be a blessing to you. And may we together learn what it means to sit at the feet of Jesus. May we together learn ever more deeply what it means when we say all things for God, begin before God on our knees. And may Jesus Christ be praised now and forever. Amen.